0: hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Professional Pricing Society podcast. Uh, My name is Terrence and uh, we have an amazing speaker with us today, a very uh, warm friend of PPSs. Her name is Hillary Gretton and she was actually one of our recent speakers at our Dallas conference this past spring. Hillary Gretton is the Associate Director of Strategic Pricing and Contracting for Jazz Pharmaceuticals, and you had both luncheon and a workshop with us, which uh, both were phenomenal. Both had great reviews. So I want to go ahead and just kind of jump into this conversation with you um, regarding your experience with our our latest conference um, and also how it ties into uh, what you're actually speaking about with us. Um, So what was your favorite part? of getting to be in the middle of all of this regarding our conference.
1: Well, thanks Terrence. I really appreciate getting to talk with you today and, and sharing some of the insights about the really fabulous PPS conference. And so I've actually been attending PPS conferences for a long time. And my favorite part has been, it continues to be the people. You know, you get to meet people face-to-face and some for the first time, or some people I've only talked to virtually. You know, you talk mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and all the great distribution groups there and actually getting a chance to network, you know, and you can take a class on a computer or an iPad, you can listen to a podcast through your phone, But really getting to talk to people live and hear about their pricing journey or, you know, you can ask questions about their industry or the role. That's the real value. So instead Mm -hmm. of this prescriptive list of things you can learn, you know, attending this conference live provides this really rich opportunity to bump into people in the hallway or an elevator. And you have these genuine ad hoc conversations So Mm -hmm. personally, I enjoy getting to know that we struggle with very similar situations and issues as pricing people, and we can talk through how we manage the stress and tension as pricers, you know, as well, sometimes the lack of recognition for the value that we contribute every day. And we really fortify each other with the skills to go back to the office on Monday, fully Mm -hmm. refreshed and recharged. And Mm -hmm. and, hey, there's really no better jokes and laughs than a bunch of pricers with a drink after a long day of some serious conversation.
0: Sure, sure. And you're right. And this conference was jam-packed with a lot of different uh, amazing conversations that, you know, took place during a lot of a lot, a lot of our networking opportunities, um, which may have been in the sessions, may have been, you know, after hours, may have been you know, during some of the coffee breaks as well. Now, given this, this was such a high energy and impactful conference with many great conversations, uh, can you remind me of what your session was all about and tell our listeners about the details of what you basically discussed?
1: Absolutely love to. So my topic um, was the curiosity of pricing. And Mm -hmm. this came about after I attended so many PPS conferences. And I would feel ready to go back to the office with my great idea notebook, you know, full of tips and tricks and formulas. And then I really had difficulty actualizing anything. Mm. And really, what's the value of a great idea if you can't make it come to life? So Mm. I started thinking back through not only when I succeeded in my great ideas, but more importantly, when I fell on my face or even when something couldn't happen due to insufficient resources or just other pressing priorities. Mm. So this allowed me to construct a session that I would have wanted to have attended when I was a pricing analyst and what I would have told myself years ago. You know, and on that note, I wouldn't be where I am today if so many other amazing pricing leaders hadn't shared their knowledge so freely years ago. Mm -hmm, And, you know, I really only hope to share a little bit of what's brought me to my current place with everybody else. You know, we all really learn from each other and not only how we fell down, but how we get ourselves back up. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back to the session, you know, we talked mainly about relationships and trust building as pricers. How do we talk to other functions and departments How do we build trust so that people will listen to our ideas and not only be receptive to our suggestions, right, but actually proactively ask us and invite us to the table going forward? Um, Another big issue is that oftentimes as pricers, we're coming in either late to the party or after there's been proposals discussed that may not be beneficial or they could even be based on bad data. You know, as a saying goes, Bad information, like squeezed toothpaste, is impossible to put back in the tube. <laughs> you know, so if we come in too late and everyone's basing their assumptions and ideas on bad or incomplete data, then we face really this one-two punch of looking like we're raining on other people's parades, right? And we're really spending time that we don't have at times to explain why the information isn't the most reliable or accurate.
0: Mm. Mm, that's good. Now, we we first talked about this subject several months ago before the conference. But what I would like to know is what what did you hear from the attendees? What were some of their main takeaways and questions that they asked afterwards um, during those, you know, quick hallway discussions and conversations? You
1: know, really getting to hear from people authentically and earnestly over meals and in the hallway was super energizing
0: mm-hmm. as
1: everyone is just really wanting to do their pricing rules better, more reliably and to showcase the power of pricing. So the key themes that people really shared were about being more effective communicators and elevating the need for best pricing practices within their organization. So instead of being this black box that people feed in data or aspirations, right? And then popping out numbers and spreadsheets with pricing data, um, people I talked to really highlighted the need to be realized as a necessary partner in the value creation story. Um, You know, unfortunately, that means that we as pricers are changing the status quo about, you know, about how people have always done things. Mm -hmm. And that can mean conflicts and change is scary to people. And it can come at the expense of calling someone's baby ugly, you know, be it their process Mm -hmm. or their assumptions or even their job role. Mm -hmm. Uh, People can think that you're coming to tell them how to do their job or even taking away part of their job. So we need to be prepared to lead and manage difficult conversations. So I'm really grateful for the people that stayed around after my talk to say that they understood what was being presented and it really resonated with them. Mm. They all shared their stories and how they got to their role and their concerns and worries, but every single person was so passionate in what they do and where they want to go next. And it was truly vitalizing that every person just wanted to go back to the office on Monday and make a difference and be their best pricing self.
0: Mm. That's, that's so good. That's so good. And I can only imagine as a speaker of a session, one of the best feelings in the world is when your attendees come up to you and just express to you how much they enjoyed listening to your insight, how much they enjoyed your workshop, and just all the, all the insights you had to provide to them. Um, now, let me ask you this, was there any one or two specific conversations that stuck out to you the most, or that you may constitute as your favorite
1: So there's so many great things that I really heard over the period of a few days. However, there were three that really stuck out to me after my session. And one attendee shared a desire to de-lingo, which is something that we touched on in this, is is really taking things out and clarifying to the audience that we're speaking with. And Mm. um, thinking about the phrases and the terms and really level setting across functions and teams. Um, And they shared that they have a lot of TLAs or three-letter acronyms. And that their message was getting lost in the assumptions, and assuming that whoever they were talking with really understood the phrases or the terminology. And you know, after a while, we all assume that everyone speaks our language and mm-hmm. understands our inside terms and our jokes and our thoughts. Um, however, pricers are really polyglots. You know, mm-hmm. we need to speak the language of multiple departments and more effectively communicate. And every conversation needs to be unique. And tailored to that specific audience, either by function, department or role or level of experience. So that was really an aha moment in in sharing that from this person. Mm. Um, We also talked about to communicate that we need to uh, not assume that we know all and everything and that having a huge ego can put other parties on the defensive or the back foot um, and could really stop a dialogue altogether. So I had another attendee that shared their willingness and bravery to be the first to let down their guard and their ego at the office. And they said, when I go back to the office on Monday, um, that they resolved to say that they didn't understand some specifics on a project. Mm-hmm. And they were just gonna start from the ground level and reestablish the knowns and the unknowns. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that takes a lot of bravery to tell somebody, it doesn't matter how long you've been in a job or a department. I don't know, or, hey, I don't think I understood that, and to put their hand up. Um, So I really, really can't wait to hear from that person about how it's going. And then my last one is, uh, one attendee was really struck by the conversation uh, pattern graphic. So we shared from Liz Fosselin, who's a cartoonist, um, Mm -hmm, that was in the presentation. And it illustrates how effective communication means allowing everyone to talk back and forth during a meeting versus one person really dominating, saying something, everybody saying, yes, sir. And then they finish out the conversation and they said that they were actually going to print out the cartoon and put it by their monitor as a reminder of how they really wanted to make sure that they behaved going forward.
0: Mm, That's nice. That's, that's nice. Okay. Well, good. Now of these attendees, uh, did anyone feel that something might be a little bit difficult to implement something that you may have encouraged them to do within your session?
1: Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of people probably responded in this way, but one person was really brave enough to say afterwards that they saw the value in healthy conflict and managing Mm. through dialogue and Mm. getting everybody on the same page. But especially this one person felt that it would be really daunting and challenging and actually trying it out, right, and actualizing this. And this goes really back to the inherent difficulty in changing the status quo, We're all generally taught that conflict is bad and it's to be avoided at all costs, and especially women to be quite honest. Um, But we don't talk about healthy conflict and how Mm -hmm. to do it right. You know, you acknowledge, you express your thoughts and why, and then you just be quiet and listen to the other person. Give them the air in the room to say their piece and have respect for them to address each of their ideas. Mm -hmm. And healthy conflict is really like learning a new language and it can be very difficult depending on your upbringing or your corporate culture, you know, when you're first learning a new language, you don't try to orate for an hour in front of a huge audience, right? Sure, sure. So similarly, trying out, um, go ahead and try out different parts of healthy conflict as needed. Try them in small little doses, you know, try using certain phrases to call out when a situation is getting rough. So something I found to be helpful is to say, it sounds like things may be getting a little heated right now. And we're both trying to resolve this in the company and our customers' best interests. Why don't we give this a pause Grab a cup of coffee and why don't we regroup in three minutes? You know, or you might say, we both agree that we need to increase list prices. So what are some reasons that you feel this may be difficult to communicate to internal, external parties? And we can work on a discussion guide for the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, what I'll put out there is that if anyone wants a role-playing partner or you just want to talk through a situation that you may you feel may be kind of difficult for you feel free to reach out to me via email or LinkedIn and we can work on this together.
0: Okay, that's that's really good that you mentioned that. You know, and that's also a good point. Many people, you know, can find it difficult to be open or not act defensively when they feel that their position is being attacked or their project that they've put a lot of time and effort into, or maybe if it's just a simple idea. You know, I know for a fact, myself, I've been in certain situations um, in which I felt strongly about, proposing an idea. And it was there was a lot of backlash from it, a lot of opposition. And so I really had to think about how I was going to respond in in those moments. And just like you said, you know, uh, giving off some short phrases, oh, maybe a little heated right now. Let's take some time. Let's take a break and then come back and regroup so we can all calm down, you know, so we can all breathe a little bit and actually actively listen and hear out each other as far as how we can move forward towards the resolution. So I really do appreciate you saying that. So overall, what would you rate this conference in your personal opinion? And did you feel that it was worth taking the time away from family and your work to be present there?
1: So I would say confidently this last conference was a five out of five and, you know, Mm. thinking about post COVID, thinking about people getting back together, seeing them in person, being able to give hugs, shake hands, bump elbows, whatever it is, and really having that personal connection and time together. And, you know, especially this time around, I made some even more amazing connections that I have in prior years. Mm. And I really came away truly feeling that we're all making a difference for our teams and our companies. And really, everyone had a lot to share about the value of the roles that we have. And my only regret was this very sad sandwich I had at the Dallas airport going home, but I suppose (laughs) that can't be helped.
0: (laughs) Hey, if that's your biggest regret, then that's a win in my book, right? (laughs) <laughs> so we want to thank you so much, um, Hillary, for being with me today during this conversation. You are such a treat to speak with and to, just to have around. I, I, we, I'm speaking from experience. We were able to engage in a little bit of a conversation during the conference. So you are you are very much a treat to to myself and the PPS um, for those inquiring minds that may want to learn more about you and the things you may be involved with. How can they get in contact with you or just find you on social media to learn more about you?
1: I appreciate it. So you can find me on LinkedIn as Hillary Gretton, M-B-A-C-P-P. You can also reach out to my personal email, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-G-R-E-T-T-O-N at gmail.com. That's Hillary Gretton at gmail.com. And would absolutely love to keep this conversation going. And Terrence, I will say thank you so much for having me today. It's been a delight to talk with you again.
0: Thank you so much. Until next time, we'll see you guys around. Bye-bye.